Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, Darren Mitchell here, and welcome back to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. So great to have you join me for this episode on Thursday, the 8th of September, 2022. And if you're a brand new listener, welcome aboard. Thank you for finding the podcast, and hopefully out of this particular episode, there'll be enough in there for you to think, hmm, there's something in this. I think I might go and uh, listen to tomorrow's episode and next week's episodes, but also maybe check out some of the back catalogue. And of course, as a return listener, always appreciate you listening in and uh, like the comments, like the feedback, like the emails and text messages I get. Uh, and if you can do me a favor and rate the show on the platform you're listening to, that would be even better. So hopefully I'm continuing to add value to you on your quest to become an exceptional sales leader. So with that said, in today's episode, I wanted to talk about culture. Now, uh, I'm big on culture. I'm big on creating exceptional sales cultures. And yes, it is a cliche, but I'm going to say it anyway, and that is culture will always eat strategy for breakfast every single day. Now, it may sound like a cliche, and there may be people out there who will disagree with that, but I've seen it so many times when some of the best strategies are in place uh, actually are not effective because the culture that sits behind the strategy is actually woeful. In fact, completely dysfunctional. So what has become really obvious to me over the over a number of years now, and, and this is consistent with a number of you know, executives that I talk to and experts in the field of culture, is that there's no magic wand in relation to strategy. So there's no magic wand strategy that will deliver sustainable and exceptional results without the culture being really strong and really exceptional as an organization because culture becomes the multiplier of the strategy. So you can have the best strategy in the world and you can have the best process and the best widget. You might even think you've got the best product, but if you don't have a highly engaged and empowered culture that sits behind that, you're not going to get the results. It is simple as that. And so many sales leaders, this is what gets me, so many sales leaders, especially when they get into the role they don't spend near enough time trying to create an environment or a culture for them to use as a platform to become sustainably successful and to drive exceptional performance. They focus all of their attention on the sales strategy, the methodology, the, the process we're going to go through. They'll push the team to fill the pipeline with three times the target to give them some buffer to hopefully get their number. And they often wonder why they're not getting the push through and they wonder why they're not getting the traction and they wonder why they're not getting the sustainable results that are obviously available to them. It's because they don't spend time focusing on the culture. Now, I had a fantastic conversation yesterday with an organization, and we were talking about this very topic. We are talking about environment, and in relation to that, talking about some of the ground rules that are in place. And this organization uh, is developing really quickly. It's growing exponentially, and some of the processes that have been, that have been put in place, uh, they're growing so quickly that they, they, they can't develop the processes quick enough to keep up. But the great thing about this organization is they're focusing a lot of their attention, this is where the leadership component comes into it, on the environment that they want to create and thinking about what they want their teams to think about and feel when they come into this organization. Yes, there's still going to be a level of frustration in relation to the processes. And yes, there's going to be people within the organization that are going to have to make some things up and maybe just maybe get out of their comfort zone. But they're focusing their attention on creating an environment 
that people want to be a part of, that people feel as if they're making a contribution, that almost feels like home. Now, it is another cliche that a lot of organizations want to become a destination, so they want to become an employer of choice. So the conversation we were having yesterday was, uh, what is the environmental factors they're putting in place, and why is their why is their organization such an attractive organization for people to come and work at? And they've got a, a lot of different roles that they're trying to fill, and as I said, they're exponentially growing at a rate of knots that uh, they never even, they never even forecast even twelve months ago. And we talked about the fact that the culture is environment. It's culture is is how people feel when they walk into the organization. Are they looking forward to getting into work and doing and making a contribution and, and seeing seeing the success play out in, before their eyes? Or are they actually thinking, you know what, if I had a choice to go and do something else, I'd actually choose to go and do something else. That is a, that is a mark of a culture. And often culture, unfortunately, is built from the top down because you've got senior executives that will actually get a steering committee together and say, right, that steering committee, I want you to go and talk about and create a vision, a mission, a set of values for the organization that you think fits where we are as an organization and where we want to get to. And the steering committee will go off and do that work, but they won't necessarily involve the key people within the organization. Now, I know that depending on the size of the organization, you can't get every single person in the company involved in the development of culture. But what you can do is you can actually get some feedback in terms of what resonates with the workers, what resonates with the employee base. What are they looking for and what motivates them to come to work every single day? But an even more important question is what motivates them to keep coming back day after day after day? Now, often culture is actually built from the bottom up. And there's there's a lot of stuff we talked about yesterday in relation to written ground rules that often an organization will put in place, such as a set of values, a mission statement, et cetera, et cetera roles and expectations, standards of performance around that sort of stuff, and there's uh, role descriptions, etc., etc. And then there is the unwritten ground rules, which based on experience, that's where the real culture is built. So it's the it's the example that the leaders set. It's are we doing things we say we're going to do? Is there an element of trust that exists within the organization? Are we really clear on how we want to make our f- people feel, think, and do as part of this organization? Are we really intentional with sort of what environment we want to create that makes it attractive for people to want to come and work for this organization, but all more importantly, want to stay working with this organization? So as a sales leader, I want you to start thinking about these sort of things because if you're like most sales leaders, you might have come into this particular role and you've been given a team, uh, you've been given a target, and you've been expected to just continue the performance uh, rate of that team and hopefully lift that performance. But I want you to sit and think, how much time have you dedicated to thinking about for you, specifically, what kind of culture do you want to oversee? Do you want a high-performing culture? Do you want an engaged culture? Do you want an independent thinking culture? Do you want a codependent culture? It's going to be completely up to you, and it's going to hopefully be in line with what the organization you're working for is trying to achieve. But the thing we have to be really, really conscious of is that in order to drive exceptional sales results, we have to focus our attention on developing an exceptional sales culture. Now, strategy is still important, but as I said at the outset, strategy will be eaten by culture every single day of the week. So it's super important that we get really, really dialed in on what sort of environment, what sort of culture do we wanna create that will underpin exceptional performance that becomes replicable and also becomes sustainable, which is what I'm all about at the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast, and it is what I do every single day. So you may be sitting there thinking, well, that's great. I've got a great sales strategy, but I haven't really focused my attention on on culture. How do I do this? How do I start and where do I start? What do I do? What does it look like? 
etc etc well i'm here to help you with that i have a checklist that i have created which has a number of statements and i call this the exceptional sales culture checklist which has within its pages 29 separate statements that if you rate yourself on each of those statements from one being hmm, i've got lots of work to do through to 10 hey i've already nailed this it will give you a very clear indication as to some of the gaps you might have and some of the strengths you already possess that will give you an indication as to where your culture is right now, but also some things to work on as you move forward to create an exceptional sales culture. Now, I'm not going to go through all 29 statements for you today. So if you want a copy of the checklist, please send me an email, darren at darrenmitchell.com.au. Or you can also send me a direct message on LinkedIn, uh, just requesting a copy of the checklist. So a number of the statements, and these look, and the, and the thing about this, it's not rocket science, but I'm, I'm really, really staggered at the number of sales leaders out there in the industry that try to overcomplicate what should be fairly simplistic. And when you think about it, if you can create a really strong culture with at its foundations are based on common sense and some simple things you can put in place, then it provides a really strong foundation that when you start talking therefore about strategy and tactics, you've already got a really strong foundation and it enables those tactics and strategies to come to life. And lo and behold, you'll probably find you're getting much better results uh, and you'll probably think, well, and you might actually think that the strategy is the is the elixir, but I'm here to tell you, it is the culture every single day that will enable strategy to really come to the surface. So I'll, I'll take you through some of these statements, and uh, even if you just think about this now as I go through each of these statements, where you sit right now on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being, man, I've got lots of work to do, up to 10, I am absolutely on fire, I've absolutely nailed this, then it gives you some sort of indication as to where you might be sitting. So first and foremost, one of the one of the first questions I always ask is, hey, have you identified and developed the sales team's purpose? Now, when working with sales teams and their leaders, I'm often intrigued by the response to that sort of question. And a lot of it's going to be, often people come back and go, what do you mean purpose? We're, our, our purpose is to hit the numbers. We've got to hit the numbers. That's our target. That's our purpose. No, no. What I'm talking about is what is the purpose beyond the number? Because the number is just very tangible. That's the scoreboard. Why are we here? Why do we exist? And why should anybody care? And when you think about sales teams, I often uh, I often laugh at the at the concept of sales team because many people say, "Oh, I'm part of a sales team." But when you look at it, every individual member of that team has their individual target, and for all intents and purposes, that organisation is uh, encouraging internal competition for those individual salespeople to compete against each other. And they'll put things in like uh, the leader scoreboard or the sales scoreboard or the employee of the month or the salesperson of the year, whatever the case might be. What I'm talking about here in terms of culture is even though you might have individuals within your team who will carry an individual target, how we actually rally that team around a common cause and a common purpose, which by the way, is bigger than themselves. Now, if we can get that in place, then all of a sudden what you'll see is the levels of discretionary effort will go up because all of a sudden people are more than happy to do things for other people, whereas they wouldn't necessarily in many cases want to do it for themselves. So this is where purpose becomes really, really critical. The next part of this is as a sales leader, have you developed a crystal clear vision for the sales team? What is it that you're trying to uh, achieve? What is What does the next 12 months look like? What does the next two years look like? What does the next three months look like? And the next part of that is, can you clearly articulate that vision, not just to your team, but also to your key stakeholders and also to your key external stakeholders, which will include your customers? 
The next step to this, and this is where the test really, really comes into it, is can each individual member within your team clearly also articulate that vision as well? Because one of the key tests of any culture is there's complete buy-in from every single member of the team. It is not simply the sales leader who is driving the culture and is driving the buy-in and is articulating the vision. Every single person knows exactly why they're there and they can talk about that vision, which means when your sales team is out there talking to prospective customers but also existing customers, guess what? They're giving exactly a consistent message. And that translates into in terms of integrity and credibility in the eyes of the customers, which, by the way, will play out in the decisions and the actions that your customers take. Uh, the next statement is there is a high level of trust that exists within the team. Now, this one's a really interesting one because when I speak to sales leaders and I ask them, are you trusted? How important is trust to you? They will hand on their heart, say, I am implicitly, implicitly trusted by my team. And I'll say, well, how do you know? And if they can't articulate that, then they've got some gaps. They've got some things they need to work on. So getting really, really clear on this and being a bit of a harsh marker will enable you to identify, hey, there may actually be some gaps here that I need to fill that will enable me when I plug those gaps to really take my team's culture to the exceptional level. Uh, the other one is, the next statement is about attitude and my attitude is exceptional at all times. And when you think about this, and you, and you know this, if you've been working in any industry for a length of time, you know there are some leaders that uh, you've gotta be really, really careful on what you cover on a certain day because of how their attitude appears. And I've shared the story a number of times of an executive in the States where their executive assistant sits out of the, of the front of his office and on her desk, she has two coffee cups, a green coffee cup and a red coffee cup. And there's a signal that is given to any prospective person who wishes to speak to the senior executive. If they walk up to the desk and there's a green coffee cup on the desk, then the green light, all good. Uh, he's in a good mood today. Go proceed and have that conversation. If, however, there is a red coffee cup on the desk, it's like, hey, best strategy is to stop, turn around, walk away and come back when the green coffee cup is up. Why? Because the executive is not in a good mood. So leaders who create exceptional cultures have an attitude which is exceptional and is consistently exceptional at all times. And the also, the other thing is the attitude of the team is also exceptional as well, which is another statement. And just thinking about your team, do they have an exceptional attitude all the time or is it conditional in terms of attitude? A few other statements to consider before we wrap up this episode. Uh, this statement, each member of the team is crystal clear on the goals to be achieved and the target to be reached. Now, what I'm, one thing I'm really intrigued at is the number of teams that apart from a sales target, they really don't have any other key KPIs that are making up their job description or their role description. and Every conversation that is had with them uh, from the sales leader is all around the achievement of the target or the progress against the target in terms of where they are month to date, year to date, et cetera, et cetera. What we have to have in a, in a highly performing culture is, yes, the target's important. We need to know what the goal is. We need to know what success looks like and be able to identify that and clearly and articulate that. But then we need to look at, which is the next statement is, I need to be really clear on the key metrics and the core daily activities required in order to achieve the goals. Now, this is where creating a progress mentality versus a perfectionist mentality becomes really important. And it's, it's making progress against these goals. It's looking at the daily activities, developing these great habits, and as a sales leader, providing lots of great feedback 
based on having that exceptional attitude, based on knowing what success looks like, but encouraging our team and our individuals to make progress against that, not necessarily criticizing them for not achieving that when you expect them to achieve it. So being really clear on the metrics and the core daily activities is absolutely critical. Uh, The next statement I wanted to talk about is uh, I've established clear standards of behavior within the team that are non-negotiable, replicable, sustainable, and founded in excellence. So this is about getting really clear and presuppose, and there's also questions and statements here around values. And if you haven't done values within your team, it's a really important exercise to do because it, it points to the purpose, but also really articulates what it is that you stand for and what's important to you and why it matters. But behind those values, you need to have some behavioral standards that can be consistently demonstrated. And when they are consistently demonstrated, will give you almost a guarantee that the results you've set, the goals you've set, the vision you've set will come to fruition. So it's through the standards of performance that we have and the standards of excellence we put in place and the expectations we hold ourselves to, but also the expectations we hold each other to that will drive excellence within the team and will enable us to be exceptional in delivering those results for the business. The next statement is ongoing training, mentoring, and coaching is a priority and not to be compromised. Now, the key phrase here is not to be compromised. I know a lot of sales leaders and I see a lot of organizations that, let's just say it, they apply lip service to training and mentoring and coaching. They'll say, yeah, we've got a coaching program, or yes, we we have a buddy system, and yes, we put our team through training, but it's lip service. It's really a tick-the-box exercise. Uh, What I'm talking about is these are priorities. Coaching is a priority. Training is a priority. So that when there's operational requirements of the business and there is training that's actually been designed and there's training that's been locked in, that training takes precedence over the operational details. Now, that takes courage and a lot of people think, well, hang on, doesn't operational requirements and our customers take precedence? Well, that's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is to say, hey, this training is so important that in order for us to continue to deliver excellence to our customers and to set ourselves against and above our competition, we need to continue to improve and drive the standards forward. In order to do that, we need to dedicate ourselves to training and to development and do not compromise on that. Now, when that happens, all of a sudden, you've got a really, really strong sales culture. Now, the next one is I've developed and maintained an environment of accountability and feedback. Now, we talk about feedback all the time, and as leaders, we want to create environments where feedback is not just expected, it is demanded. And if you've listened to me on the podcast before, When I'm talking about feedback, I talk about that all the time, making sure that feedback is uh, specific, it's situational, separating the person from the behavior, but developing an environment where feedback is demanded uh, underpins a fantastic sales culture. The next statement is is a big one, and this is, I focus on celebrating progress and small wins as well as the big wins. Now, I remember back when I was at Optus in particular, On our sales floor, we used to have a big bell. So when there was a deal that was done, the person who did that deal would come in and ring the bell and we'd rally around, uh, give high fives, celebrate that win. We really brought a high level of energy to the team and was a motivational factor for many of the sales teams. Unfortunately, over time, uh, that sort of dulled down a little bit to the point where it was only the big deals. And when I say big deals, the, the million dollar plus deals where the bell was rung. What I'm talking about here is as a sales leader who wants to become exceptional, we have to start celebrating progress, but also start celebrating the small wins. When people are making progress, when people are breaking down barriers and making progress, and perhaps progress could be as simple as 
one of your sales executives has been able to get an appointment with the CEO of an organization which they've been trying for six months have not had any success up until that point. That is a win and that is worth celebrating because what that gives that person who's just got that appointment is a hit of dopamine, they'll feel better about themselves, but there's also a level of recognition that says, hey, I'm doing a good job, I'm making progress. I haven't necessarily won a deal yet, but I'm making progress towards winning a deal. So celebrating those small wins is really, really important. And look, any any checklist would not be complete without an element of failure, at least an approach to failure. And I've got two statements in here as well in relation to embracing failure. And I recorded a podcast earlier this week about failure and being able to embrace it. Uh, and the statement number 28 talks about, I embrace failure and understand that it is part of being successful. And then statement number 29 is, my team embraces failure and understands that it is part of being successful. Two really important statements because as we know, failure is not final. Failure is about making progress. Failure is just finding out ways that it doesn't work, learning from that and making sure we don't repeat them so we can continue to move forward. So embracing failure is a key element of building a high performance, exceptional sales culture. So there you have it. Uh, There's a a checklist. I've only gone through a few of those statements, but if you want a a copy of the checklist, again, send me an email at darren at darrenmitchell.com.au or send me an instant message on LinkedIn. More than happy to send you a copy of that checklist. So as we wrap up this episode, the key message is this, that you can have the greatest strategy in the world, but your strategy will be virtually useless if you are unable to build an exceptional sales culture, a culture where people choose to be part of the team, where they choose to increase their level of discretionary effort, where they're not waiting for you to tell them what to do, they're actually empowered, encouraged, and challenged to get better every single day, but also challenge you to get better every single day as well. And I'm not sure about you, but that is what I call an exceptional culture, where it's not up to the leader to necessarily set the direction and show the way, even though the leader does show the way, it is also up to every single member of the team to take the initiative to be the leader within that team and to drive the team forward. So I hope that message resonates. I hope it makes sense. If you'd like some more information, as I said, send me an email, darren at darrenmitchell.com.au. Also, if you want to have a chat to me about this or potentially working together and let me help you become an exceptional sales leader and help your team in the process become exceptional at what they do, more than happy to have a conversation. To do that, simply go to leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time, we'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation, which I'll very much look forward to. And who knows, we may end up working together and helping you become that exceptional sales leader you are destined to become. So uh, with that said, thanks again for plugging into the podcast, and I very much look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.